Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 115 for Tuesday, August 3rd. I'm Alex Huey. I'm here with Ray Estrada and we've got a good one for you today. We're going to recap all of the trade deadline madness. It was one of the more fun ones that we've seen in recent years. And we'll also talk about the recent news, the Olympic baseball stuff that's going on, as well as plenty of of weird stuff, some animal-related things that have been happening, so stay tuned for all that. Before we jump into it, though, make sure you follow us at BeatTheShiftBP, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that's the best place to get in touch with us. We want to hear what you have to say about the things that we talk about, or if you just want to say hi, that's the place to do it, at BeatTheShiftBP. All right, Ray, let's let's do this thing. You're probably in the best baseball mood that you could possibly be in. I, I can't, well, I mean, I can't because the Dodgers had Mookie Betts, but I was super pumped for that trade going down on uh, Thursday night, especially because the, the all the Padres fans thought they had Scherzer, well, and then they just melted down on Twitter. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, you, you can go ahead and just, we'll, we'll start with that, and, you know, that is that has got to be the biggest, the biggest deal of the trade deadline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I I, I, um, I said like if if you want to say what the deal is. <laughs> oh, I thought I, you were gonna. I thought you were, lagging. <laughs> <laughs> you were lagging. No, 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 no. I I didn't think that was a segue. That was my bad. No, um, I was like, <laughs> tell us, tell us. Okay. Uh. So yeah. So, the Los Angeles Dodgers acquired Max Scherzer and Trey Turner from the Washington Nationals in exchange for their top two prospects, Josiah Gray and Kybert Ruiz. And uh, two mid-tier prospects, a double-A outfielder and a double-A right-handed arm, I believe. And, yeah, it was crazy. Just uh, passing broke it, said they're close to a deal for both Scherzer and Turner. And then the flood of other reports coming in that everybody confirming it, we're all finding out the return. And then it didn't become official till like, almost the trade deadline, which was actually a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, earlier in the day, Ken Rosenthal had said that the Padres were close on acquiring Scherzer. And um, then everybody else is like, well, it's still a bidding war right now. And Scherzer may or may not have vetoed the Padres' deal because he did have full no-trade protection. And when the reports came out that he was okay the Dodger deal. So it was very, very, very exciting. Yeah, all the rumors made things way more exciting than than even they they could have been at at first it was it was not even any talk about trey turner it was like you said just the padres it was a pipe dream are zeroing on max scherzer i guess yeah it i mean when when you read the reports of like basically everybody but juan soto's on um available for the right price you're like oh what if they got trey turner just because you know yes he's available but that's all it took they would have given up trey turner and they got Scherzer and Turner in the same trade. <laughs> it's unbelievable, really. Like I, I can't think of a more stacked super team ever. And the Dodgers—they have two of the top three shortstops in baseball, arguably. I, I think you're right about that. <laughs> if you include Chris Taylor in that discussion. Oh, so three of the top three shortstops. Okay. Wait. Oh. Oh. No. 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 Um. Oh, I thought you said they have three of the top shortstops. Two of the top three which is also not two bad. of the top three. 
yeah, the, the Padres do have the other one. But they do have yes. three like all-star caliber shortstops now. Um, and, you know, you can only play one shortstop at a time. Trey Turner is going to play second base for them, and that seems like just an extreme waste. But, it, of course, it's not. You got to... You got to make that kind of talent fit any way that you can. Um, but yeah, the most ridiculously face... stacked thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Could you imagine being in an LDS and you're facing either Clayton Kershaw or Max Scherzer or possibly Walker Buehler, depending on how things go, in a game three? <laughs> yeah. that's. And then how, how about <laughs> Julio Urias probably back for a four? Game four. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, man. So... You know, I, the the closest thing hype wise, it, at least for me in recent memory, was the the Yankees and their and their fully operational Death Star, which never actually came about because there was always injuries that year, and that was probably the peak of just the most ridiculously stacked thing that you could imagine. And this just blows it out of the water because it was already crazy stacked. They already had so many former MVPs and even the non-former MVPs like there's there's no there's no escaping in that lineup so you know Trey Turner of course will end up winning the MVP if it's not this year then it'll be next year at some point so then the Dodgers will have to add him (laughs) to the list too because it is going to happen mark my words um maybe maybe it'll happen as a Dodger so yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's something that you're used to as a Dodgers fan is just the questions of how do we make this roster work? Like what is what is the everyday lineup? Yeah, it's which has been the question for years. It's having it's having good problems, which is like we have, you know, eleven you know, eleven or twelve guys hitting that can play every day somewhere in the league and put up okay numbers. Because Pollock's having a really good year, but Taylor's having an all-star year. So how do they share plenty of time when Turner comes in? And, you know, you're, you're not going to sit much of anybody else outside of maybe Bellinger because he's struggling, but he can play center field like nobody's business. So it's <laughs> – I mean, you want to talk about fully operational Death Star. Dodgers getting Mookie, Seeker, uh, Kershaw back all, all in this next week is uh, going to be fun. Yeah, enjoy that. Enjoy that. Meanwhile, as a Yankees fan, I I get to to you know go on go online today and find out that Garrett Cole tests positive for COVID, and just another just another roadblock to the Yankees' wild card hopes at this at this point their playoff hopes. But I'm numb to it now. Just it's been that kind of year. We had a nice we had a nice bump though at the trade deadline. The Yankees did go out and get two much-needed bats. They got Joey Gallo from the Rangers for just for a lot of prospects, but none of none of their top top guys that you'd maybe expect to go in a deal. Like they they still managed to hold on to Floreal and Clint Frazier and Andujar and a bunch of players that you thought would be somewhere else. Maybe after this deadline, they they still have them. They got Anthony Rizzo from the Cubs. And again, not a situation that, you know, moved any, any major needles and they got Andrew Heaney from the angels too. So you're happy with that haul as a Yankees fan, no matter what, but 
then you're then you're hit with news like this. Garrett Cole will not be making his next start. We'll see how much time he ends up missing with his positive test. And there's been a couple of those, Trey Turner included. I don't I don't really know if we brought that up uh, when we were talking about the Dodgers, but he's not back right now because he had tested positive. He was traded on the COVID IO, and he'll be there for a little bit longer. Christian Yelich has been out. Just another huge name that has been uh, been hampered by this. Uh, Josh Hader went on there today. Josh Hader as well. So, you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of uh, resilience with this virus in the worst possible way, and hopefully nothing nothing major happens in terms of its spreading and altering the course of an otherwise like pretty pretty straightforward season. So. Um, that's an update, though. That's an update With for that sure. With Joey Gallo trade, we get to witness the horrors that is clean shaven Joey Gallo. Yes, uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. It, it, only if you like zoom in really, really tight on his face, which you know you shouldn't do for it. You shouldn't ever zoom in on somebody's face and look at it too closely, unless they're just like a perfect human specimen, because that's just not cool. You gotta. I think it's fine. You know, on TV, it's fine. <laughs> it's really not it's just a dumb rule it's a really dumb rule but it's not it's not a a horror <laughs> as you describe it there's probably even worse one like if, if charlie blackman for instance was in a, oh lance lane when he went to the yeah i, I don't know that it's like you think that you don't think they're gonna look awful it's just you just have no idea what they look like without the beard it just look wrong it, it looks wrong. it takes a lot of adjusting so, was it McCutcheon when he went there? <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot. There's a countless countless cases, but the Yankees really do look like they've put themselves in the position to make a wild card push, because teams like the Indians have not really made any moves. They were another one who was tight there in the wild card. The Mariners, oddly enough, well, they did give Cesar Hernandez to the White Sox. Yes, they did not do much in improving their current roster, <laughs> I should say. Um, yeah, they also, um, didn't they trade away Eddie Rosario as well? Yes. Yeah, so that's... Uh, he was a non-factor most of this year, though. So Yeah, so the Indians are pretty much just sitting exactly where they were. And the Mariners also, oddly enough... Not at Jerry Depoto. What's going on? I was. It was the lack of trades that was the story for the Mariners, <laughs> and the one that they did make was the weirdest, maybe the weirdest trade. Yeah. Of the whole trade deadline season, they traded away their best reliever in Kendall Graveman, which he is their best and reliever. Another reliever, Montero, for them. Traded away two, you know, high leverage relievers, including their closer, to the team that they're chasing in the division, the Houston Astros. To the surprise of pretty much everybody in the clubhouse, Jerry Depoto said, basically said he's playing 40 chess and said that more moves are coming. And moves didn't come. Nothing else came. Uh, they made, <laughs> they got one, they, they swooped in Tyler Anderson from the, right, Pirates, the Pirates, who's a very mediocre left-hander starter, and that was it for them. Mm -hmm. So Jerry Depoto, I don't know what kind of 40 chess he was playing, but it 
it, it didn't pan out. Yeah. And gloss, you kind of glossed over the fact that they were playing the Astros in a very yes. crucial four-game series. And the the position player that the Mariners got back was uh, Abraham Toro, who is not even a starting caliber player for the Astros when they're when they're healthy. The, the, the Astros are not fully healthy right now. Yeah, he's so that he perennial guy who might break out for, for them. Right. But he's always been that kind of prospect. Part of me thinks that they traded for him specifically because he's hot right now. Yeah. He had homered. He, he had homered in, I think it was he two in a row. that night or the day, the night before the trade right. was made. He homered two straight and then games. he homered for the Mariners. Yeah, in two night. straight <laughs> games for the Mariners. So now they're like, Jerry DePoto is a god. But then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, then he added we'll see. nobody else. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Because Kendall Graveman was like, that's your piece. That's your guy. Um, which I understand it if you're going and trying to get other like critical pieces but it was a but, real head scratch. but i mean if you're gonna trade if you're gonna trade your closer the chicago cubs got nick madrigal back for craig kimbrell right which seems and a, better and, <laughs> and they were asking for yeah and they were asking for uh apparently the rays had offered tyler glasnow in the kimbrell deal but because of his injury uh he is gonna get tommy john now that that is an update on that uh, yeah that's because sucks. of that, <laughs> the the Cubs were asking for one of the Rays' top prospects, and so the Rays didn't want to do that. So the Cubs had a high asking price, and they got it in Magical for their for their closer. And then you have the Mariners, who should have a higher asking price for their closer, considering they're in a, a wild card race. And then they just give it to the division leader for a guy that Jerry Depoto just kind of likes. <laughs> he was hot. He had homers for him right off the bat. So. Yeah, we can let's transition to the Cubs now because the Cubs were a, a another huge story just the entire trade deadline in in terms of cleaning house, which the Cubs and the Nationals definitely did the best job of just wiping out their existing Everybody. roster. So the Cubs traded away, as I already mentioned, Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees. They traded away Chris Bryant to the Giants. That was a big move. And the Giants seem like they really like Chris Bryant. I wouldn't be surprised if he is there for yeah, and, you know, and a for a pretty modest haul, I would say. Like the Giants really didn't give up anybody. Right, right. Uh, kind they, of the case with all of these guys or anything like that. Javier Baez to the Mets is the other one. So that trio yes. that was huge for them in their World Series run is all gone now. And as you mentioned, Craig Kimbrell went to the White Sox, which was another huge surprise. They have maybe after, the best closer in baseball traded, already. Yeah. After they traded, they had also traded to Parra to the White Sox earlier this week. Right, right. So there is, there's a lot going on, a lot, of, a lot of pieces leaving the Cubs. But, yeah, the, the Kimbrel to the White Sox one was very surprising apparently the the rumor is that they'll split time that's Liam Hendricks and Craig Kimbrell who are the closers now for the White Sox but that's it's remarkable. probably it's probably going to end up being one or the other it's not even a, a lefty righty split situation they're both just dominant so <laughs> you really just get to pick you can't go wrong um yeah 
and then the Nationals, we we mentioned Scherzer and, and Turner that were on the move. They they also cleaned out Jan Gomes and Josh Harrison to the A's. Both of them went to the A's in the same deal, right? Um, yeah, I believe. Yeah, that was that was one deal. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what they got back. No, nah, it's it's my, these are a little bit more minor pieces at yeah. this point. Um, they didn't they didn't have as as much star power, I guess, to tear down in mm-hmm. Washington. Scherzer and Turner were kind of the the big names. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of void left there with these two teams. And uh, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and and get into our game now. The the best part about both of these teams just completely cleaning house was that they were scheduled to play each other this past weekend, the post trade deadline weekend. The two teams that sold off almost their whole teams went toe to toe for a battle of players nobody knows, <laughs> and. I, I thought it would be fun for the two of us, you know, as as above average baseball fans, to try our best in naming as many players as we can without looking from the the Friday game between the Cubs from the Friday game and okay. the Nationals. I, I mean, the rosters will be more or less the same. We'll, we'll count anybody yeah. who's like who's rostered, you know, on, on their active roster okay. for that time. So okay, so not like starting they don't lineup. they didn't have to be in the starting lineup, uh, but okay. good luck if you're naming players who weren't in the starting line. Like that's impressive if you are. <laughs> I don't know how this is gonna go. I the the way that we'll do this is we'll we'll go back and forth, and okay to win it you need to name two in a row if the other person is just like I can't think of anybody else. If if, so if you but if so both of if us one of us passes yeah but if both in the in, but you have to name another one if one if one of us passes yeah, exactly. if both of us just get stumped then we tie and we'll feel sad okay but this could be a, a long game but I don't think it will be <laughs> so <laughs> let's uh let's go ahead and start I'll let you go first uh so I'll take the easy one off the top Juan Soto okay Juan Soto Nationals done. All right, I'll, I'll go with the, maybe the easiest one on the Cubs that's left in Wilson Contreras. Um, we can each go from either team, by the way. We're not, we don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with the Nationals here, though, just because I saw him playing tonight, uh, Yadiel Hernandez. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that tonight as well. He made a, he made a good uh, throw. Outfielder. Yes. Um, yeah. Also, I don't have this up because I'm playing the game. So I yeah I'm so gonna I'm gonna check how do it, how do we score you know at, at the end of this well it's it's just it's a win or lose thing there's there's not really a score all right um, I guess okay I'll I'll stick with the Cubs and go Ian Happ who is also still there okay oh, okay we're good oh yeah um let's see. Uh, Carter Keeboom. Carter, Carter Keeboom on the Nationals. You're, we're we're going we're going down the line on the rosters. He for played each tonight one. at least. I I think he was rostered then as well. All right, let's resume having some some internet troubles tonight, but we'll we'll press on here uh, to recap our last uh, our last 
picks, I guess, from our, our Cubs Nationals uh, back and forth game were Carter Keyboom from Ray, and I went ahead and said Jake Arietta from the Cubs. It was so far we've gone down the line with all of mine being Cubs <laughs> and all of yours being Nationals. We'll see if that continues, and yeah, let's press on. Um, let's see. Uh, Cal Hendricks is still on the Cubs. Yes, he is. You took a Cub. Dang. Yeah. Um, all right. Now I feel compelled to to go back. And, and do the same. Take take one from yours. I'll say Josh Bell, who's very much Josh still Bell national. is still a national. Yep. You are correct. Uh, I'll stick with the nationals. Victor Robles is still a national. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes he is. All right, now now I'm feeling I'm feeling we're just in the nationals now. Um, I'll go ahead and say Joe Ross. Joe Ross. Yeah, I believe he's still there. He is. Yeah. He is. Uh. I'll go back to the Cubs. Zach Davis was not traded. Zach Davis is still a Cub. Which is shocking, isn't it? Yes. I guess nobody wanted Zach Davies. Um, a really good value pickup. I'll stay Nationals and go with uh, Eric Fetty. Fetty. Fetty? I don't know how to say his name, but that Eric guy. Fetty, I think. It, yeah. Yeah. The pitcher. Yep, the pitcher. Um, I'll stick Nationals. A reliever his name is mason thompson oh that now we're getting weird okay um i believe if we're staying you know wait, did he get traded no i don't know i don't want to risk it i don't know if he got traded mm. <laughs> i don't want to risk it um see that's the danger of this game that's the danger um it's already it's already difficult i'll go patrick wisdom from the cubs because it's a great uh, name yes Great name. It's an A plus uh, show name. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Hayward is still a Cub. Yes, Jason Hayward. Good old Jason Hayward. Man, this is this is getting difficult really fast. <laughs> uh, man, I'm already like running out of names here. I'm going to go ahead and say right now that I'm pretty sure I couldn't name anybody from the Cubs bullpen. <laughs> That's right now. That is fair. I, yeah. I, I'm having <sighs> my same issues. Mm. I'm trying to think of other starting. We've said three starters on the Cubs and two on the Nationals. Um, we're not counting, just by the way, we're not going to count like Josiah Gray because he was traded that day and not activated right away he made his Um, debut monday night right uh so if people are wondering like what about the guys that got traded like yeah i I, we got it but we're not not counting them um hmm dang am i already gonna get stumped here Is there a I'm, timer on this? Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna it. be it's gonna be. I think that that might be it for me already, because I I can't think of. I can't think of anybody else, genuinely. Can't think of anybody else. Yeah, it sounds like you have one. I I, I had a couple more. Uh, Advert Alzale of the Cubs. Alzale, that's another starter. Yep, there yeah, you go. Another starter, and uh, also the Nationals. 
catcher Trey Tres Barrera. I don't know. Trey Barrera, I think is his name. Trey. Yep. I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to to pick out who's the Nationals catcher. Nope, wouldn't have been able to do that. I was I, going around with the diamond. If they weren't on national TV tonight, I would not have uh I would Man. not have had a lot of nationals. I came I came underprepared for for this game. But that was kind of the point, is <laughs> is to demonstrate how fast this would go. And it did go very fast. Ray, Ray does win. Did you have any more? Just, just no, no. no. Um, I can't okay, at least it was close. At least we came in pretty yeah. close. And those um, are my two uh, ace in the holes. <laughs> now, now might be the best part in in checking out the the actual the actual yeah. box score. Um, so there's the winning pitcher of that game who is let's let's get the first name too. That would be Paolo Espino, who started for ah. the Nationals in this game and got the win. Um, there, and Jake Arrieta did start for the Cubs in that game. So, oh, Wander Suarez was also name I might have been able to pull because he, oh, he attempted to close. Yeah, so let's oh, let's just go down he the lineups. To close for the let's just go down the lineups here for for each team. So with the Nationals, there was um, they led off with. Stevenson, who Andrew Stevenson, oh is yes. his name, Alcides Escobar, still with the Nationals. Oh yeah, so he's there. He he was he was an acquisition for them. Um, a little earlier on, he's been there for for a while now, uh, but he's still like two weeks. Yeah, uh, but not at the deadline. So Juan Soto, Josh Bell, still there. Their second baseman was Luis Garcia. I don't think I would have known that. And there was yours, Trey Barrera, and uh, Gerardo Parra. Is on the Nationals again. Oh yeah, he's still a National. He's there. Uh, Carter Kiboom, who's another one that you said, and that was it for for the position players used in that game, actually. So uh, the Cubs side they had in center field and leading off Rafael Ortega. I did <laughs> did not know. <laughs> what? I yep apparently. So Wilson Contreras, Ian Happ, Patrick Wisdom. Oh, David Bodie was oh, one that we oh, missed Ian of the David Bodie. We didn't get him, and he is he's been there. Uh, Jason Hayward was said. Is this is this the Matt Duffy? It is the I Matt Duffy. I, I think it's the Matt Duffy. The yeah. Matt Duffy is on the Cubs. If you didn't know, and their what There's position no Alcantara. is that? <laughs> their shortstop. Their starting shortstop was Sergio Alcantara. So. That's the position players on the Cubs side. They they also do have um, Robinson Chirinos as well, and I that's one that we would know. He's he's a catcher who's been around for a yeah. long time. He pinch hit in that game. The other pinch hitter for the Cubs, I I don't know. Frank Schwindel, good one. Um, oh yeah, yeah, there was also then, Yadiel Hernandez on the the National side. That was and then these hitter. relievers, I could not tell you who they are for the Cubs. Nope. They, I'm not even gonna click Morgan, on Morgan <laughs> Drucker and M Rodriguez, <laughs> who is yep, uh, Manuel Rodriguez, the the clo- the guy who got the save for the Nationals. I actually did know this. He he was pretty good in their pen before this. Uh, Kyle Finnegan. That's not Brandon. No, it is Kyle Finnegan. Oh, yeah. But I I did know that one. Um, I I did recognize that, but I Klobosets. could not think of it. I like that name. Yep, and they also had Klobosits. Uh. A different Harper, Ryan Harper, and a different different Machado. Yes, I think Andres Andres Machado. So, if any of you are wondering who
who's even left? There you go. And I, now you don't have to, to question anymore. You, you heard it here first. So that was, that was just something different that we wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think we, we glossed, or I don't think we missed anything major trade deadline wise. We tried to recap as best we could. Um, let's, let's just each go ahead and give to wrap up this, this thing, the team that was the biggest winner and the biggest loser of the trade trade deadline. And I'll let you do both your, your biggest winner and loser. And you know what? You can throw in which team had the sneakiest trade deadline too. If you, if you have one. Okay. Um, I, I think, I think biggest winner has got to be the Dodgers. They got two of the big names out there. Uh, the impact bat that they that they was basically luxury and Trey Turner and also is a great um, future pickup with uh, him being under contract for next year and Seager possibly Seager and Taylor being pending free agents uh, and obviously getting Scherzer who is the best rental starter on the market and loser it's got to be I don't think anybody did anything terrible it's got to be Seattle. Um, Seattle failed in what they tried to do. Everybody else tried to kind of do what they wanted to do. I, I guess the Red Sox kind of missed out on, uh, like a Rizzo kind of what they wanted. They got Schwarber, but um, Red Sox didn't add nearly as much as they should. But what Seattle was going for was like it didn't didn't work. Yeah, and the sneakiest team. I'll say I'll say Toronto picking up Barrios. I think that's a very underrated uh, trade there. I think so too, and that's another good way to sneak in some of the other, um, you know, not as marquee trades that were made with the sneaky team. Yeah, the Blue Jays desperately needed a starter, and they they got one. They get anybody else at the deadline? The Blue Jays. They got hand a couple of days earlier, but um, that's about it. I think. Mm, okay. So, yeah, I like that for a sneaky team as well. And, yeah, uh, the biggest loser, we talked about it already. It was just it was perplexing, to say the least. Um, but we'll see if it was enough. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest winner, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it was, I'm going to go ahead and say it was the Yankees. Just because the Dodgers, I don't think, needed what they got as much it was like it was overkill right it was diminishing returns on just how much firepower you're you're bringing in at the trade deadline uh the yankees were really looking like they need to do something at the deadline to make a push for the wild card because as of right now they they're not a wild card team so that's that's what it took I, I'm going to go ahead and be optimistic that, you know, Andrew Heaney won't go out and lose to the Orioles every single time out going forward. <laughs> and, you know, Gallo starts to swing it better. Anthony Rizzo already had a great first uh, first series. All three of those Cubs bats hit a home run in their uh, team debut. Yeah. Could you imagine all three of them on the same team? Whew. Oh, wow. Maybe maybe someday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but. <laughs> You know, the Cubs, they they did what they had to do. Actually, no, they really didn't because they were still teetering around there. But, I, you know, you can understand I, I, it I at think, least. 
they they laid out their goal of what they wanted to do. I think we can criticize the long coming intent to blow up this core because they didn't want to pay all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's different than what they set up to do at at this trade deadline, which was yeah. sell sell pieces and uh, retool. Yeah. So on that note, the biggest loser is uh, is not going to be somebody who was who was buying at the deadline. It would it will be a a should have been seller. I think you know who the Colorado Rockies. Who we oh yes, to talk about. I totally lost over that. Oh my God, they Trevor Story still on the Rockies. Unbelievable. Trevor Marquez still on the Rockies. John Gray still on the Rockies. Yeah, still on the Rockies. The only guy not on the Rockies who was on the Rockies was Michael Gibbons. <laughs> mm-hmm. They got rid of a reliever, and they are probably the worst team in baseball. No, yeah. Diamondbacks still are. But... Mm, but they're probably the worst team in baseball, <laughs> roster-wise. The Diamondbacks <laughs> the had a lot of injuries all year. The Rockies don't really have that excuse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, you and I are going to be in Denver in a couple weeks going to a Rockies game, and I will never be more mad to see Trevor Story. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. What the heck? Uh, he's probably not so happy about it either at this point. No, he he pulled himself out of Friday's lineup after he wasn't traded because, like... He probably was already needed, expecting to have the day off, and he's like, he what need, the heck? He needed a mental... He's like, I needed a mental reset after everything that just happened today. Yeah. So that's the biggest <laughs> the loser. The fact that he wasn't on a flight somewhere. That is the biggest loser in my book. And then the sneakiest team... Hmm. Who had a, who had a very sneaky deadline? You know, the the Brewers did bring in... Um. Why am I Eduardo Escobar? I, I was I was about to yeah. say Alcides Escobar, and I was like, no, nope, that's <laughs> that's not the one. Um, and you know that I I don't really know. Did they get somebody else as well or no? Uh, I don't know if they got anybody else. Um, they obviously traded for Adamus. Uh. A couple months yeah ago. which was huge that if was, you count that, that one that turned into an awesome pickup if you count that one it was a, then there you go we thought it's it was a nothing trade where like they just got an orlando rc clone but like willie thomas has been fantastic for them mm-hmm. <laughs> right um and they, they they were supposedly also still looking to story so that would have been insane yeah i i think you know uh, the team that i'll go with the sneakiest team will be the a's because the a's were kind of active they went out and got yeah. Starling Marte from the Marlins for yeah. Jesus Lazardo, who is a big, is a big pitching prospect for a long time for them. Just hasn't really added any value to them so far um, with with how yeah, he's performed. They got Andrew Chapin from the Cubs, mm-hmm. and then the, they've got Josh Harrison and Jan Gomes, who you know w- might not even be their starting catcher, um, but those are you had a you had a quality backup to sean murphy who's struggling yeah those are just really good pieces to to add in there um especially come playoff time like josh harrison brings a lot of that energy Jan gomes a lot of playoff experience too so i i like that a lot as well i i really do um the single sneakiest trade of the whole deadline might be nelson cruz which was a little bit earlier i think we that was even since last week um when we yeah, podcasted was, last yeah. but that was last still wednesday. a deadline deal wednesday weekend i mean and that and that might 
end up being the most impactful one, you know, and we talked about some huge trades, but yeah. Um, um impact versus the quality of players going is Yeah, yes, I think the other different. thing about what the Rays did too is they they traded Rich Hill to the Mets which I to me it's weird to trade away pitching depth as a you know, <clears throat> top AL contender. So it'll be see how that works out for them. Mm. But adding Cruz just might make up for that. So, yeah, yeah, and I am again. There were a lot of other trades that went on. It was a very active deadline, and if we missed any, then you know maybe maybe let us know which which ones we're sleeping on, which players were moved around. You can tweet us at beat the shift bp, and uh, and let us know what you think. So we're gonna wrap up our trade deadline talk there, um, because we could do it all day, but that that's where we're gonna wrap it up. Let's uh let's bring it to Olympic baseball for just a moment. It's it's a little tough to to keep up with and watch just with yes, well because then it's all happening. Just done a poor job of like showing you where to go for stuff. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that talk about consistently bad broadcasting practices. I mean, I know it's the Olympics and there's tons of sports and it's hard, but like come on. It's we we want to know. We we need we need a little bit more uh clarity on these things but i think the biggest news would be japan walking off the united states in uh in their most recent game they didn't knock them out of the tournament this knocks the usa to the lower bracket um it is uh, lower seed i think um yeah it's like it's it's a double elimination format uh bracket that they run through yeah but it is yeah, it US, is considerably is harder now the for them stage Yep, the U.S. is already into the knockout stage, along with Japan. It is going to be an uphill battle if USA yes. wants to come away with it. But yeah, that was an unfortunate loss. I, I believe it was three runs in the ninth inning that they came back yeah. to tie it and then won it in the tenth inning. So, you know, it's it's hard because well, one, you don't really have uh, have all the big the biggest names out there that you're you're keeping an eye on, so it's it's hard to. To have the yeah. same level of interest as maybe some other Shane, sports. Shane Baz did pitch for the U.S. against Japan, though. So, yeah, and things were going well. Things are going well. Should we look up who uh, who was the the poor U.S. pitcher who just blew it for the was it Robertson? I I don't know who it was. I I actually do not recall. I know Robertson's been the closer of that team, David mm-hmm. Robertson. Well, legend. that would be something. That'd be a very Yankees <laughs> thing, uh, you know. Former Yankees and Yankees alike, although Masahiro Tanaka as well, uh, yeah. is out there pitching for Japan. So yeah, uh, the 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 NPL Nippon Professional Baseball League has um, a ha, ha, has a design break for the Olympics this year. Well, how about that? Maybe maybe Major League Baseball could could work out something like that. Probably yeah. not, but it'd I mean, be, you know, it'd could, be kind I of mean, cool. the rest of the. C- the rest of the CBA is going to go so smoothly, so like... <laughs> yep, right. Why not just throw this in there, too? N- nothing nothing bad about that. Uh, but yeah, speaking of international baseball stuff, the Blue Jays are back in Canada, finally, back in Toronto, in their home... Oh, Tanaka ballpark. actually got knocked around last night. That's what happened. Oh, so so it was a Yankees. was a very Yankees all-around type of, type of performance. Dang. And Robertson... They at least finished the ninth. I don't know if he gave up the uh, 
Mm. Well, yeah, the the Olympics are still going on, and uh, I'm sure we'll we'll chime in with any other interesting things that happen over there. The rest of the Olympics have been a, a joy to watch. It's been it's been very interesting this year. Um, the Blue Jays, though, back in Canada after basically they're once a again year and the half, Toronto Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays, and they they've done quite well to start off their uh, their return to they would be four and zero except I think Hand blew the save tonight. Yeah, well, you can't win them all, <laughs> but that's just that's just really cool. That that ballpark is always one of the the best ones to see. In action, they're they're very limited capacity still, but uh, it's it's nice, it's familiar, it's comforting. And okay, this this is possibly the most shocking thing that will have come from this season. Just hands down, it might be, it might be. So Joey Votto, you know, great all time hitter, but nothing. You don't you don't look out there and expect a whole lot from Joey Votto these days especially in the power department, homered in seven straight days last week, hit nine home runs in seven, seven straight or days or games. I don't, I don't know if they had an off day in there, but seven straight games, nine home runs. And in the eighth game missed a home run by inches. And when I tell you inches, it hit off of the, the colored part of the line in off the top of the wall. Um, they were playing the Mets. It was just a liner that bounced right off the top. It was so, so very close, and that's how the streak ended. But good for him, yeah. man. And that, that would have tied the Major League record. Yes. Had he, that ball been up just a little bit. He came oh so close. as brutal. Just brutal for him. But he did, uh, he did come away with the Player of the Month honors from that week, and he did, did pretty well going, going into that as well. Um, but that's just unheard of. Otani with the American League Player of the Month, by the back way. Back-to-back Player of the Month. Yeah. He's he's looking... He's going to really have to screw it up if, if uh, for him not to win MVP going forward. We'll, we'll resume that discussion later on this season, I'm sure. <laughs> so, yeah, that was just some, some other basic newsy items from around the league that were of considerable note uh, this past week. And then, of course, there was some some really weird stuff. A couple things that happened today. I'll, I'll start, it. I'll start yeah. with the least weird thing, uh, which was just kind of funny. It, it was just a, a little little team morale booster on Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s off day uh, over the weekend. His his teammates taped him up, you know, wrapped, wrapped him up in tape and taped him to to the bench to make sure he couldn't uh he couldn't convince anybody or, or make his way onto the field they, they needed to hold him back with force so that, that was pretty funny to see you, you don't see that every day <laughs> um but yeah I, I think the this is peak weird stuff in like an all-time instant classic weird stuff moment going on in the nationals game tonight speaking of the nationals uh, Victor Robles, while in the outfield, had a little a little praying mantis friend 
right? A little praying mantis. It was, I mean, little compared to him, but very big. Yes, but. <laughs> very big compared to some other things that could have been. a large bug to have on your hat in the outfield. <laughs> sitting right on the brim, right right in front, had it, had great had a great view of the game. And he just kind of played through it. He didn't, he wasn't like, guys, help. Somebody stop, stop the game. Like he just, he just kind of, he went with it. He took it in stride. There's a great gif of him, um, you know, signaling outs to the other outfielders. And then he, he, he looks up and, and holds one out just right, right in front of his forehead to show, <laughs> to show the praying mantis as well. That is, yeah, that's going to be an instant classic for sure. Um, maybe I, I need to do some more investigative work on, on the, beginning and the the resolution of of that that whole event but yeah i saw the it moment he was had great. it on the in the dugout maybe prior i'm not sure but i know it did it didn't end well because the nationals gave up like three no five runs in the ninth <laughs> oh don't don't scare me like that i thought you meant it didn't end well for the praying mantis that would that would have been a didn't heartbreaker end well for the nationals yeah that, 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 that part that image and that part you that image ended up on uh, by one of my new favorite Twitter feeds. Uh, baseball images that precede unfortunate events. Oh, <laughs> yep, that makes sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's it. You know, I, I'll maybe look and and see what, how how it got there in the first place and and what they did with it to uh, you know after the fact. But man, that is that is great. And uh, the Yankees they did have a a little little feline friend on the field which which is always a treat when a when a cat just decides to uh to take a little stroll through the outfield they, they had one of those maybe this one was adorable maybe that'll help maybe that'll help them out they need something they, anything anything to get the yankees going right and also apparently the fans are chaining mvp for it so they they really been starved for that you know <laughs> they they haven't had a real opportunity to this year so the cat if the Yankees go on a run right now, the cat will be the 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 base of a rally cat. Yeah, the rally cat will be beloved by all of New York in in no time at all. All right. Well, I I think that's that's where we land. That's where we're gonna wrap it up for today. So, um, so yeah. Thank you everybody for listening and. For making it this far if you did make it this far um this is uh <laughs> wait sorry i i um i had something happen in the background here um but yes if you did enjoy the uh the podcast then make sure to leave a review rate us wherever you're listening and uh and leave a comment as well uh yeah at beat the shift bp on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm sorry, my my plugs are, are getting very distracted right now by, by other things happening, but it is it is all okay. Um, you, you know what to do at the, at this point. So, you know, we'll be back next week. We'll we'll have some other stuff for you as well. So be on the lookout for all that. Thanks everybody one last time. As always, Ray. Peace.